Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 102, season three, episode two, coming at you from the Minga True Value and Revolt Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host producer Eric Fisher. Joining me in person, Shauna, Secretary Shauna, Shauna Habak. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Fantastic. And also joining us via the Zoom room or Skype center I, I don't know i don't have anything creative that goes with that i know zoom room was always a thing you know rhyming but uh joining us on the skype video chat member of the highway 22 crew sean klosterman sean how are you doing buddy i'm doing good how are you i'm doing great glad that you could join us i know that uh a little bit of wrinkle in the plans they don't usually have you calling in remote but here we are well, it would have been a little late going into going going tonight so we'll do it this way and see what happens yeah, I, I'm down for it, so we'll see if it turns out. If it sucks, then, Sean, too bad. You're just going to have to come down here every week. But Oh, that's just disappointing. But that's the beauty of Wisconsin with snow and ice and rain and cows. I don't know how cows work in there, but I'm sure they can maybe. Cows outside cows, they'll get you. <laughs> maybe cause not a traffic not jam. even going to touch that one. Yeah, I'm not touching that one. But um, oh, no, here we are recording episode 102 and first of all thank you for everyone listening i do want to thank anybody who has donated to the polar plunge route for wisconsin team still looking for donations you can find those on our facebook page also sean and my both my personal pages as well we have something that you have not covered yet and it is the most important order of business what's that we had a birthday we did have a birthday and We did cover a, a tad last weekend, or last week, um, and that is old man Sean Klosterman, the Woo! second most senior member of the Rupert Wisconsin team. So happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You look like a monkey, and you smell like one, too. Happy birthday. I think you skipped a verse there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you missed one line in there. What did I miss? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sean. Yeah. Except Happy I, birthday to you. Except I changed it. Yeah, okay, remix. You got to announce remix like they do oh. in, in the rap. Remix. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, so like I said, thank you to anybody who's donated and we're still continuing to look for donations. If you want to jump, please jump. Let us know. We got room on the team because Shauna will not jump with us. No, I am doing my secretary job that does not include jumping in a pool of cold water. It's a it's a lake this year. It's a pond. <laughs> Even oh, worse. It is it's a little, Yeah, they changed location. It is not at the watering hole like it had been in the past, but it will be on the Brown County Fairgrounds. Any of my girl <laughs> listeners know what it's like to put a sports bra on a cold, wet body, man. It is no can do. No can do's, though. <laughs> and Sean, for those of our listeners on the podcast, Sean is holding up the cat Oliver. So Oliver says hi, making his route for Wisconsin debut. Cat, I want to see. Cat. <laughs> also, got to talk about our friends over Monkey Knife Fight. NFL playoffs are going on. The contest is still going on. So feel free to play along with those. Also, raise energy, repsports.com, code ROOT4, 15% off any order. 
And we've also got to talk about our friends at RPW. RPW Redemption 2 coming up February 4th, 2023 at Big Apple Pub and Grill in Manitowoc. Yours truly will be there. Secretary Shauna will be there. Sean Classman will be there. And Ramsey will be joining us. Whoa! Oh. Been a while he's been on. He's still part of the team. Believe it or not, he's still part of the team. We haven't fired him. I, I'm just kidding. But glad to have him with us. So February 4th, Big Apple Pub and Grill. Uh, was announced today. Now we don't. We still don't have a name, but we did get a hint on the mystery opponent for perfection. <gasps> Shauna Hobach. It is not Shauna Hobach. As far as I know, I could be dead wrong on that. <laughs> I'm secretly training after work. I'm me and TW3. But we do. We did find out, and like I said, I I don't know who it is. So I'm really curious on who it is. But apparently. This person has a bond with the Root for Wisconsin show podcast. I told you it's me. So still working out who it is. Um, I did get one hint aside from that. It is someone who has a bond with us. Also may ask for a beer, which also could also sound like Shauna. So still working on those details. Uh, I think it's going to remain a surprise. It will be the opening match of RPW. On that night. So feel free to check it out. Tickets are going fast. You're going to want to be there. RPW Redemption 2. Would you guys just like crap your pants if like they're like <laughs> the perfection's opponent and I just stand up? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Very, very much so. That'd be great. I think you'd crap your pants if you were going into a professional wrestling ring. I don't think so. Anyway. You just got to liquor me up before. <laughs> Anyway, so we got the episode here, and unfortunately, the Packers are not in the playoffs, but it is NFL playoff time, so find your adopted team, get some merch. Shauna, still looking for some Bills merch that fits looking her for fancy. My, I'm looking for my half Bills, half Bengals jersey, so. I think you're going to have to look for a while, but. I think somebody might make it for me. Oh, if someone can, all the power to them, but that is brought to you by Fanatics, over 300 plus powered stores. Including the NFL, MLB, NBA, WWE, and so many more. All brought to you by and powered by Fanatics. And we talk about what we had rooted for. And Sean, I'll let you kick this one off since it was your birthday yesterday. Uh, I think we I think that we all rooted for WWE on Friday, and that was that was a lot of fun. Wasn't as fun as what the live show was, but the girls getting freaked out by the fireworks. That was Hey, that was unexpected and very loud and scary. <laughs> yeah, was... we, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. So for those our listeners that do watch WWE, they start off the show. They have like the, the WWE Now Forever video. Then they have like a hype video for SmackDown. And then it's a whole bunch of fireworks. Well, Sean and I, I don't know if it was ignorance or just forgetting but we did not mention that was, the show starts off with a bunch of fireworks in not, the arena. and not just like one not like one poof it was like a good 30 seconds of freaking fireworks it was a lot so shauna and carolyn's heartbeats i don't know exactly what the the numbers were but i'm sure it was above and beyond what they would expect Probably above and beyond what's probably healthy for a Friday night, but 
<laughs> I'm no doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be one. But I, I thought it was hilarious. I had a great time. It was, it is a little bit of a different animal to go to a TV ta- episode. Usually you'd say TV taping, but it's live. So it is a little bit of a different animal to be there for TV versus to be there for like a, a house show or like an RPW event where it's just go, 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 go. But it was a blast. Yeah, it was. It was just a lot of rest spots. That was the only issue. Shauna, what was your route for from the last week? Um, I wrote it for wrote it. <laughs> I rooted for Joshua and Joey, and they both took it home and won. And now I have to decide. Yeah, you said I think I'm got gonna a big week coming up. I think I'm gonna rock a blue bill shirt and some tiger pants on sunday i was gonna we'll get to that later in the episode but you are gonna be all sorts of conflicted this weekend i know it's gonna be sad i think we need a picture of that one if you do do that though well i think we have to find her a bill shirt first because i'm not sure she has one we'll get one so bill's shirt do you have tiger pants too is that or i also have used to have tiger pants gotcha but i'm i might take a little trip to the old Goodwill. All right. I'll, we got nothing going on this weekend. Might as well. All right. Uh, my route for, I'm going to go, uh, obviously, SmackDown was a blast. Obviously, watching NFL was a blast. But I'm just going to take a personal route. And getting to be involved with as much radio over the weekend and the time since we last recorded was a true, it's really a blessing. Um, started my my weekend off. Thursday, essentially, I mean, I, I worked a half day Friday, uh, or no, I worked a full day Friday, but um, Thursday had a Green Bay men's basketball game. They did not win, shocker, but uh, the Green Bay women did win their 10th straight game. I also had my Saturday game uh, where I got to do a Green Bay women's game, which I haven't been doing a whole lot of this season just with the timing that they play and, and stations that they're on. Green Bay women playing for their 11th straight win, biggest game of the regular season to date, and it was against the previously first place Cleveland State Vikings, and I say previously because I can, and Green Bay went into the game and took care of business from start to finish. They ended up winning by 18 points. Um... I don't remember the exact score. I would think that it was like 82, 66 or something to that effect. Um, but just a just total domination playing the most. And I say this like the most Green Bay style of basketball that they have in the last probably five years. It's been such a treat to be part of their uh, team once again and, and watching them grow throughout the season and continue to play Green Bay style basketball, which is really Nothing like it for the women's game. It is such a fundamental program, top to bottom, good defense, great offense, so forth down the line. So that was my Saturday. And then Monday with the federal holiday of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a federal day off, and the radio station is part of that as well. Um, so I got to host Sportsline and Better Call Eversol. Uh, it's two hours solo radio from two to four on Better Call Eversol, then Sportsline four to six with Chris Havel. Uh, just a true, again, blessing to be able to do that um, and have fun with the show, make it my own. So I had a blast, and it was just a, like I said, true blessing. So that was my route for. 
It's a lot of fun listening to you for that two hours. Well, not full two hours, but. Yeah, commercials and whatnot, you know. But thank you, Sean. It was, it, it does mean a lot that uh, so many, you know, friends, family turned out to listen to it when not always the biggest cup of tea for a lot of people. So do want to thank friends and family, Shauna, who would also listen. So thank you, guys. Um, but with the positives do come the negatives. And that leads us to the Tyler here Nook of the Week. And a couple directions that we can go with this. I'm going to leave this one off. And this one happening last night for me. And that's Greg Maher, kicker for the Cowboys. Right. Four missed extra points. And, you know, I'm not I'm not going to hate on the guy too much. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the Internet did enough of it last night. Even the Merriam-Webster Twitter account, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary Twitter account, tweeted out the definition of yips <laughs> and that was hilarious to me but i feel for the guy but also that's like your job and i i saw something that i've never seen happen before he missed one of his i think it was his last miss he missed it off the top of the upright not you know it it kissed off the top like where the, the little flags are for the wind i've never seen that before and it happened last night in the Buccaneers, Cowboys, Tom Brady, potentially career-ending game. And they still got the win. I couldn't imagine if that game would have came down to like four point, like a three-point game and they would have lost. And it would have been because of four missed extra points. But it did not. Dallas took care of business. Um, which, and we're not going to do our picks right now, but just got to give a quick shout-out. Secretary Shauna. Clean the heck up. Clean the heck up. She should have gone six and zero this weekend, but because we bet the spread, she went five and one. Because my bills, her bills didn't cover once again. But otherwise, she nailed every wild card, super wild card weekend game. Yeah, exactly. I bet on Trevi and the Jags, and that's that's that. So I got them all right. So, Sean, your Nikki of the week. Um, I don't really know if I even have a nuggie to be completely honest with you. Oh, no, I'm going to go WWE. You have my attention. For not just letting Cody Rhodes show up at the, at the Rumble by himself and at having it be a surprise instead of doing all these vignettes that he's returning and everything that way. But yeah, Sean, I do I do agree that not having the surprise element of it definitely does suck. I get I guess I don't get it at all. Um on the official announcement of having him come back at the Rumble, I think it was kind of a, assumed. It was like if he would have come back at the Rumble as a secret, it would have been like the worst kept secret because everybody kind of figured the timing of when he went out with his surgery, that the timeline of return was the Royal Rumble. Right. So. Was It's still one of those things where I think the surprise would have still been, it still would have been a surprise because he's still coming back still way before he should. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand. I think the surprise and the pop would have been so much better that it would have made it mean more than him just saying oh i'm coming back yeah the only the only thing i can think of is if they've maybe changed where they want to go with things which we don't really know 
Because if he comes back as a surprise, you, you're kind of assuming he's going to win. Which I think, I mean, he is the odds-on betting favorite as of right now anyway. With the official announcement. Like, it's it's not even close. But it almost makes you wonder if they've got more surprises later down the road that they're... What do you think? E-W-W-W-E merge? Well, I mean, the very popular one, and it's like the third or fourth betting favorite is The Rock. Because of the whole Roman situation. I don't think that ends up happening. That would be Vince McMahon thing that I don't think it's unless he's back in control that I don't think that was that would happen. Well, I certainly hope not. I mean, and that's nothing against the rock. I just I don't think it would be a great story, but it doesn't need it. Right. Exactly. It doesn't need a championship. Doesn't need to be. I mean, it should. I would say it should be WrestleMania, but doesn't need a championship. So maybe that's like a next year thing. But either way, um, no, that's a great nuggy. Shauna, your nuggy of the week. Um, I don't know that I have a noogie. Oh, uh, shipping, shipping on Pat McAfee's little team here. Uh, piss me off. I ordered the Swan Tome Bambini shirt the last Tuesday when we were recording. Paid for the two-day shipping, and it was not here in two days. It came on Sunday. But I am wearing it right now, and it is one of the greatest shirts I've ever owned. So yeah, they we we did kind of complain about it. You know, I'm not one to usually complain about things, but if you're paying for expedited shipping, like you kind of expect it, right? Um, they kind of said that it takes you know two to three days to process the order, and then it's two day shipping from there. Which whatever lame sauce. Why wouldn't they? That's what doesn't make sense. Two day shipping is two day shipping, right? Right. Well, head, that's what Amazon up. would say. A friendly heads up would have been <clears throat> nice. Right. But... You wouldn't even uh, paid the extra, what, $20 to for two-day shipping? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. the extra $20. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> oh, well, like I said, positives and negatives, life ebbs and flows. It is what it is. So, with that, that is our noogies of the week and we can do our weekly draft and shauna has trivia so shauna what do you prefer to do first Mm, let's do trivia because i'm a part of trivia well you're part of the draft too well i are you gonna take a back road this week or back i mean i can try to do trivia or uh the draft but i don't think i'm gonna be very good or helpful i think I don't know very many Packer players. I think you know more than you think you know. All right, let's do trivia first. Okay. All right, boys, we are testing your knowledge of Super Wild Card Weekend. All right, so it's been like three years. Now, Sean and I are tied in trivia. Three years. Super Wild Card Weekend, it wasn't called that before. No, no. This Super (laughs) Wild Card Weekend. Oh, okay. This Super Wild Card Weekend. The questions are only coming from this weekend. Oh, boy. So the all-time standings in trivia, Sean and I are tied at 2-2. Two to two. Yep. So, all right, Sean, what do you got? All right. So, please buzz in with your name. My name's Sean. <laughs> My name's Jeff. Which team had the third largest postseason comeback in NFL history this weekend? Eric Jaguars. That is correct. Who who got it? I get it or did you get it? You didn't buzz in. 
Did yeah. he buzz in? No, I didn't hear Sean buzz in. Okay, well, maybe you got to give him a second because it lags. Well, that's not fair either. Well, it's not fair to him. <laughs> All right. How yeah. many? Yeah. What? What? Go, Sean. Okay. How many interceptions did Trevor Lawrence throw in the first half? Sean, four. That is correct. He doesn't need an extra second. Okay. He was all over that. Daniel Jones. Passed for how many yards this weekend? How, or do we have a range of where we had to be with it? We'll go like just closest. You can both guess. We can go closest. Eric, 297. Sean, I'm going to go 298. Sean is correct. 301 is the passing yards. (laughs) Price is right. Okay. Daniel Jones joined two quarterbacks as the only quarterbacks in the NFL history to throw for at least 300 yards and rush for 70 in a playoff game. Can you name me one? Eric, Michael Vick. Okay. No. One is a current quarterback. Sean Jackson. Yes, that is correct, Sean. Right now, our standings are Eric with one point, Sean with three. Who's the other one? Uh, Steve Young. Uh, That makes sense. Okay. Brock Purdy. He is just the fourth playoff quarterback in the past 72 years to throw for at least... 300 yards, and how many touchdowns with no interceptions and a rushing touchdown this weekend? Sean, four. That is incorrect. Eric, two? That is also incorrect. Eric, three. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Josh Allen threw for how many touchdowns this weekend? Eric, three. That is correct. Bonus point. So it's three to three right now. Bonus point. I'll go for both of you. Again, closest one. How many passing yards did Josh Allen have this weekend? You always get the short end of the stick because you answer first. I know I do. Sean, 352. Eric, 351. Uh, Sean was exact. Did he look that up? Did you look it up? I didn't look it up. You just guessed that? Carolyn yep. looked it up for him. Oh. Not true. She's not sitting here. <laughs> we don't know that. Okay. Are you ready? This is about the Bills defense this weekend. The defense came up with multiple big plays this weekend, including two turnovers, a fourth down stop that iced the game with two minutes and 30 seconds left to play, and how many sacks? Eric, four. That is correct. We are four to four. Christian McCaffrey's first ever playoff carry with the 49ers went for 68 yards. 
which is the second longest postseason run for the 49ers in the Super Bowl era. The only longer one came from this running back who had an 80 yard run in 1988. Do either of you know? I can literally not think of any 49ers no. back ever. The only uh, one I is wrong, but I'm just going to say Frank Gore. Yeah, that was the only one I could think of, too. Incorrect. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. The answer is Roger Craig. Oh, uh, uh, that pisses me off. I, I know the name. Wait, Wait. not pull that out. Okay. Okay, here's your tie-breaking question. It is four to four right now. You are also tied up for all time, aren't you? We are. Here is your question. Record-setting fumble return. One of the... Hang on. Do not even answer this question because you don't know where this is going to go. One of the biggest plays of the wildcard round happened in Cincinnati where Sam Hubbard returned a fumble for how many yards? 98, Eric. 98. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, so this guy who watched football all weekend. So, Eric now takes the lead with three to two. That's right. That's right. Let's go. Okay, trivia is a long-standing thing. We're not just, you don't get the belt for one win. Yeah, plus I got a delay. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel bad for Sean. He does have a delay. He does not have a delay. He answered that question, the one question before you were even done. I mean, I feel bad. Sean, we'll have a rematch next week. I'm the secretary. I call the shots. All right. Well, that's a <laughs> trivia win for yours truly, which leads us to our draft segment. And this week's draft, now that the initial sting of the Packers not making the playoffs is over. We are going to draft an all-time Packers roster. And Sean and I kind of came up with the parameters earlier today. We are going to take one quarterback each, two running backs, which can include fullbacks. So use yours wisely. Uh, three wide receivers, a tight end, and any three defensive players. Okay, I think I can do this. See, I told you. You were all worried for no reason. So, doing the draft order as we speak, the first overall pick here is going to go to Sean. Damn it. Finally. Second pick. Shauna. Is going to Shauna. All right, then Eric's last. last. Okay. So, Sean, why don't you kick us off? Where are you going with your first overall pick, all-time Packers roster? Since I know you're going to take them, I'm just going to take Aaron Rodgers with my first pick. Mm, my first pick? Bart Starr. Okay. <laughs> That's a choice. Okay, so I need a – hang on. I need – for my reference, I need a quarterback, two running backs. Yep. Three receivers, a tight end, and any three defensive players. Okay. So I feel like I have to go quarterback because I don't want to get screwed with not getting a quarterback. So I'm going to go Brett Favre. 
why would you take a quarterback now? You could have the pick of anybody. We don't have because right, I know one of you guys would be an asshole and be like, "Oh, Brett Favre," and I have to sit here, uh, Craig Nall, Lynn Dickey. I know. I'm just saying. So, I just feel like you guys would try to be an asshole. So, anyway, um, my second pick for the first pick of the second round, I'm gonna go Reggie White. Mm-hmm. Oh, me? Yeah. Jordy. Taking Jordy. Ooh. N- Nelson, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that needed to be said, but. Okay, next. Yep, back to back for you. I'm going to take Ray Nitschke. And I'm going to take Devontae. Ooh. Damn it. What position did Reggie White play? He was a defensive player, so. Okay, I will take him. I already took him. What? I literally just (laughs) took him. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Mmm. Leroy Butler. What did he play? He was a safety. Is that defense? Yes. Leroy Butler. Welcome to the team. All right. See, I need a receiver. So I'm going to go James Lofton. And I'm going to go back to defense, Charles Woodson. I'm taking Jair. Okay. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just not sure he's all-time great. He's on the Packers all-time roster that I have up here on Google. Yeah, that means anybody who's played for them. No. Okay, that might be the case. <laughs> but I don't think so. He's Anyways. very good. I'm not going to... Go ahead. That. Go ahead, Sean. Um, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Don Hudson. Solid. My receiver. That's an interesting wide receiver combo you've got so far with Hudson right? Devante going right? both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And I'm going to take for my next pick, I'm going to take Paul Horning. Solid. Okay. Okay. I. I'm going to take. I'm just screwing this up. Geronimo Allison, because I like his name. <laughs> it's all who you want on your team, Shauna. Huh? It's all who you want on your team. Right. She's I know, but Eric's just looking at me like, these aren't all-time players. I don't care. I'm making a fun team. She's just all over the top half of the alphabet. <laughs> frick. Frick off. All right, I got back-to-back here, so I've got two defense players. I got my quarterback. I have a wide receiver. I'm going to go running back. Actually, I'm going to take both my running backs here. Aaron Jones and Amon Green. Dang it, I was just going to pick. Does it have to be somebody... Who's currently playing? No, 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 obviously. Okay, well, to go to the bottom of the alphabet, Jamal Williams. <laughs> there you go. Again, I'm making a fun team. You are. That is a very fun pick. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, I thought of a guy today, but I don't know if I want to take him. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go both defense here. I'm gonna go Willie Wood and Dave Robinson. Ooh, very solid picks. Me? Yep. Eddie Lacey. Yeah, I thought of him. He was my little steam engine. I liked him. All right, all right. I'm going to go Clay Matthews. Oh, dang. He's my last defensive player. And I still need another receiver, right? In a second. Um... You know what? I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. Not necessarily an all-time great, but definitely in the all-time record books and great person to be a fan of. Donald Driver. Oh, that's a good one. Now, the only problem is I do have two number 80s on my team right now, so that'll work itself out later. <laughs> that's what you're worried about? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I need a running back, a tight end. Oh, Ha ha Clinton Dix can be on my defense. Okay. I'm going to take my tight end here, and I'm very surprised you didn't take him here, Eric. I'm taking Jermichael Finley. You know, I was thinking that was going to be my last pick. I had a couple backups, so I'm I'm glad that that one's not going to be all on me. And then for my third wide receiver, I'm taking Javon Walker. You know, I thought about that one, too. Javon Walker, one of my all-time favorite players, but I just don't know if the all-time contributions to the Packers in the limited time he was here. I, cu- I couldn't get myself there. Mm-hmm. But very solid pick. All-time fan of him. Right. I'm going to take my tight end. No surprise. Big Bob. Big Bob Tunyon. All right. Because this is my last pick. This is the last pick, right? We have full rosters. Yes, I need one running back yet. Yeah, you need. You have two picks. Oh, I have two picks. Okay. So I'm gonna go. Who the hell else do I have left to go? I've got a quarterback. I've got two running backs. Probably should have. Do I only have two? I think I only have two receivers. I only have all three defensive players. So. um, So I need a receiver and a tight end yet. So I'm gonna go tight end, and this is. Happy, you know, happy anniversary to this play. The first touchdown of the Super Bowl era went to Max McGee on a one-handed grab. Or was it behind him? It was an incredible play. That happened yesterday, um, 50-some-odd years ago. So Max McGee is my tight end. I still need a receiver. I have two in mind that I can't pick which one I want. I'm going to go Randall Cobb. I was between Greg Jennings and Randall Cobb, I, and Greg Jennings is a douche. So, Randall Cobb, I need that locker room guy. And um, uh, my last pick is a running back. I'm going to go the quad father. Uh, AJ Dillon. Mm. Yes. I have a great team. Better team than you guys. Probably going to win. My final pick, I'm going to pair... Paul Horning with Jim Taylor. Honestly, it would have been a tra- travesty if Jim Taylor wasn't picked. Right. But I don't think I know who that is. He was the, the fullback 
Um, some very important players that we did miss on that just, I mean, that should have been in the conversation. Uh, obviously, John Kuhn has to get a shout out here uh, as an honorable mention. William Henderson, honorable mention. Bubba Frank's honorable mention. So many of the other Lombard, like the Lombardi era greats. I mean, I know we we kind of skipped over the offensive defensive lines and whatnot for the most part. Um, you know, when I thought about, depending on how the how we drafted the running back situation, I almost thought about Ryan Grant. Yeah, that was another one I was thinking too. We forgot about Gilbert Brown too. Yep, Gilbert Brown, Aaron Campman for as great as he was for like two years. Right. Jared Aberdera. No, I'm kidding. No. Jake Kumaro, touchdown Jesus, touchdown Jesus. Didn't even take. Nobody took Christian Watson. Not yet. One year. Not yet. But, I mean, those those were definitely great ideas. I got another one, but I don't really want to say it. It's he who shall not be named. Brandon Bostic? No. No, it was a defense. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you can't say that one. No. Why not? I want to know. I don't know. I want to be in on the joke. Eric, Eric can tell you later. Why? This man could uh, committed some awful travesties to humankind. We don't want to name the dogs. Him. No, that was that. We already said Michael Vick in the episode. This is worse. Oh. <laughs> can you text it to me? Yeah, I got you, dear. Okay, thanks. Um, then she can look it up. Nick Collins also would have been a a good. Yep. Conversation AJ. here. AJ Hawk. Yep. We didn't, you know. Clay Matthews. I said him. Oh, forgot. Okay. Um, you know, I was also thinking like, we didn't have any kickers, which I'm very okay with. You know, we know Macy Boy, kickers. Mason Crosby, Ryan Longwell, Paul Horning. You're right; does technically count. But um, Chris Jackie. Yeah. Who's the guy with the glasses? Curly Lambeau. Yeah, how do we how do we not have Curly Lambeau? True. We we could have took coaches too. That would have been another one. Yeah. All right. Let's do a coach quick. Sean, you get back to back. Huh? You get your back to back because you were first. Oh, so I'm gonna take Lombardi. Sure. Sean, which coach would you pick? Hmm. This is terrible. I only know like two. Who was the one before Mike McCarthy? Mike Sherman. Who was the one before that? Ray Rhodes. You're really not going to take the current coach, Shauna? Matty LaFleur is hot, but he's kind of hot garbage. Mm, I'm going to go Mike Sherman. The Sherm. The Shermanator. I'm going to go Mike Holmgren. Uh, well, that's who I wanted, I thought. Yeah, probably. You poopy. <laughs> Sorry, business is business. Our coach at one time too. Hmm. Wasn't Bart Starr the head coach at one time? He was. I think Forrest Greg was for a minute too. Well, maybe he could double as my uh, quarterback and coach. Be Paul Crew. Mean machine. Mean machine. All right. Oh. Did you figure out who we were talking about? Yes, I just read his Wikipedia page. That's a bad, that's a bad man. Bad man. 
curious for our audience. I'm, I'm sure most of our audience is going to figure out who we're talking about, but. Safety, number 42. Shauna? Sorry, I didn't say his name. That's close, that's close enough. Wow, he's a good football player. Morgan Burnett? <laughs> <laughs> Oren Burks? <laughs> I think that's the last player to wear that number. Thinking about it. Probably. Deshaun, half back or fullback Deshaun Wynn. Remember him for like the early mid 2000s? Anyway, yeah, that was fun. That was a good draft. What what we just did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a great team. I got a fun team. You definitely do. I got a lot of big boys. Big boys. Big boys. Definitely be hard for defenses to stop your team with the, the quad father. And Eddie Lacy and Jordy. Fast Feet Jordy? Geronimo? Geronimo! <laughs> Geronimo Allison, to his credit, you know, this is probably the only Packers podcast or Wisconsin podcast or probably any podcast talking about Geronimo Allison in the year of our Lord 2023. I liked him a lot. But does have one of the more iconic plays in Packer history, if you really think about it, between when the Packers came back against the Bears on Sunday Night Football Week 1. He caught that go-ahead touchdown in the Rodgers comeback where he broke his leg or whatever. They sent out Sean Kaiser for a minute, and then he sucked, and then Rodgers came out of the huddle or came out of halftime. Whole crowd goes nuts. Packers make the comeback in the fourth quarter. Is Geronimo even on a team now? I do not think he is in the league anymore. Say Geronimo. I think he might be in the, and I'm not even kidding about this. I think he might be in the XFL. Oh, really? I'm Googling him as we speak. He's currently listed as a free agent. Oh. Come back to the Packers, bud. Happy, happy to have you. Or come over to Commish Sharna. He was an off-season member slash practice squad member of the Atlanta Falcons this year. Wow, good for him. He was acquired on May 16th, and he was released August 23rd. <laughs> so I'm not even sure if he made a preseason he must have made a preseason game or two yeah August 23rd the first preseason game's like real early yeah so I don't know if he played or not but he did make a preseason game um 1045 all time NFL yards Woo. nice four playoff yards nice so shout out John Miles and our random Packer of the of the episode. So, all right, I did have a what's weird Wisconsin or Wisconsin web story here, and I do have to go through my save links because this one happened right around, um, right like the day after we recorded. Because last week we kind of skipped it. We did have Sean and shout out for being a Golden Apple nominee, but in the meantime, there have been a lot of fun stories. And this one coming courtesy of WBAY and a sister station out of Madison. Ballerina turned football player plans to take her skills to college. Mass Wisconsin Ace High School senior in Wisconsin who took her athletic abilities from the stage to the field is hoping to continue her passion in college. McKenzie, oh my God, that is a dumb way to spell that. Let me take a look. It's McKenzie, but look at that. McKenzie Shep? Yeah is a ballerina turned football player who just wrapped up her senior year at Marshall High School. She finished with 37 field goals, earned first-team all-conference honors. Uh, she said that she had loved it. She enjoyed it. She's been playing since eighth grade. 
Um, she said through her high school career, Shep said she faced adversity and even transferred from Sun Prairie High School to Marshall. She said she had gotten bullied a lot. She didn't feel comfortable. Uh, Shep played through all sorts of struggles, continually falling back on her love of the game to push her forward. Her na- her aim is now to play in college. Um, just trying to take a look through here. Does not say if she has a college offer or anything like that, but yeah. Madison, Wisconsin, looking at the potential future of the college kicker. 37 field goals for co- for a high school kicker. That's wow. a lot. So I'm assuming she was, you know, great, great time for the brand. You know, maybe Dallas could maybe just kind of skip the whole college thing. Dallas could use a kicker. Now, did you see that fake tweet from Jerry Jones? That's going to be bad. <laughs> right. That'd be the guy. So shout out to Mackenzie Shep and our Wisconsin web story of the week. So we can kind of go around the state of Wisconsin. Badgers are up right now in the basketball court, 40-38. They're on a three-game skid, hoping to turn that around tonight. They do got the alternate black uniforms. The first time this program's ever worn black uniforms. I like it. Um, the pinstripe. Yeah, they're pinstripes with Martin Luther King Jr. inspired uh, pinstripe words. So they, they do look sharp. I love these uniforms. All right. So we've done What's Weird Wisconsin. We've done trivia. We've done the draft. So as mentioned, Badgers are up ahead of Penn State. The Bucks are continuing to win. They got a big win on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 132-119 over the Pacers and kind of eyeing some potential trade chips, uh, mainly being Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay Crowder also rumored to have interest from the Miami Heat. So curious if he makes his Heat return or if he returns to Milwaukee, not as a buck. I mean, he was a Marquette Golden Eagle. So see if he makes his return to Milwaukee. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, so that's really the NBA. I mean, the Bucks third in the Eastern Conference as we speak. Uh, there is a scuffle tonight in the Raptors versus Bucks. Brooke Lopez got ejected after ripping off Gary Trent Jr.'s headband. And kind of typical uh, NBA fight. Just a lot of pushing and, and talking and not a whole lot of scuffle, but it was on the baseline. So curious funny suspensions get levied, but there was a scuffle in the Raptors versus Bucks. Um, just check on taking a look to see what led to the events here. Brooke Lopez looked very angry. He was getting, he was trying to get to the post and Gary Trent Jr. Giving him a hug basically as he impeding his progress to the baseline and Brooke Lopez rips the headband off and flings it in the crowd. So tough way to get ejected, but it is what it is. Why would he get ejected for that? Uh, because it started a scuffle. So? I don't know. Soft. Soft NBA. True. You're not wrong there. Um, nothing really in the Brewers front. Uh, they did settle a bunch of the arbitration cases the other day. Um, the only one ending up going to arbitration is Corbin Burns. Uh, Brewers and Burns are reportedly close. Um... I believe they're less than a million dollars off. Mm. So that is going to arbitration. Both teams trying to get to where they want to be, but they did end up 
Agreeing to terms with Brandon Woodruff for $10.8 million. Willie Adamas, 10.8 for Woodruff, 8.7 for Adamas. Uh, Eric Lauer, 5.075. Roddy Telez, 4.95 million. Luis Urias at 4.7. Devin Williams, 3.35. Keston here at 2.2. And Abraham Toro, the new acquisition, uh, agreeing to a $1.25 million deal. So... Only Carbon Burns kind of trying to figure out what they're going to go for arbitration. Uh, MLB trade rumors had projected Burns to land at about 11.4. He came in with an offer of 10.75. Brewers came in at 10.01. So, obviously, they'll go to arbitration, see what he ends up with. Um, Brewer, you know, the one kind of weird thing about our whole arbitration process is, you know, it can be kind of off-putting a little bit in the sense that, you know, you're trying to argue why you're not. The team's trying to argue why you're not going to pay a guy. You know what what they do wrong, and and Corbin's trying to say, hey, no, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Right. Um, GM Matt Arnold very upfront in the process, though. We certainly don't take any of these negotiations personally. We love these guys like crazy. And today, day like today, is something where people just have their thoughts and their opinions about where they need to be. So not too far off, they will go to arbitration. Just try to see if they can figure out, you know, what to pay the man. I'm guessing Corbin's probably going to win that more than he's going to lose that with as a Cy Young and two-time strikeout king uh, projected to be another strikeout leading season. So, can he, if, he agree on something in the meantime or no? Uh, are we keeping Corbin? Yeah, he's he's under team control. It just has to go to um, going to hearing. So he's under team control, I believe, for two or three more years yet. It's just a part of the process of where they're at uh, to get, kind of agree as to what the contracts this year is going to be because MLB have really weird deals with the whole arbitration process um, where they can – they're basically on one-year contracts, so they're not playing for like the rookie minimum of like $750,000. Right. Or I think it's a little bit more than that, but it's not too much more than that. So kind of give these guys when they're, you know, Corbin Burns and winning a Cy Young and in multiple time, multiple-time All-Star – uh, give them the deals that they're worth. So sure. That's where we're at. Uh, the Brewers, I believe, I believe they could agree to a long-term extension if they were to choose to. But as for the 2023 season, I believe they would still go to the hearing. So um, the team also had agreed to terms with previously prior to the deadline with Adrian Hauser, with Matt Bush and Mike Brasso. And yeah, so that, I mean, that's really the only Brewers news as of late. So just kind of seeing as to where that's going to take the team in the next couple months here. And as we get closer to spring training, uh, some players are still looming out there. Um, not quite sure if anybody, the Brewers are done in free agency. I'd like to see another bullpen arm or two just for having that additional arm out there. I do love, I love the addition of Wade Miley. I know we talked about that last week, but just thinking about him as, you know, whether he's in the starting lineup or the starting rotation, I should say, or if they kind of use him as to fill the Brent Suter role. What right. would Sean like to see in this offseason? Yeah. I need to see a trade. I, th- I think you got to get, get something for one of these, either Woodruff or Corbin Burns. I don't know if it's going to be the before the season or if it's going to be at the deadline. But I think... I think one of those two guys has probably got to go this year. 
see, that is interesting because they're in this kind of same situation that the Brewers are with Josh Hader, where right. he won't be, they won't be free agents at the end of this season. So they, like, they're still under control for, I believe this full season. And I believe both for next season. Um, and I don't know if any going to 2025, I almost feel like Burns does, but I can't, I'm not a hundred percent on that. But we, that we talked about it and they both came up at the same time, so they should they both did, play. but their service time because of 2020 was different, I believe. Was that what it was? Um, because Corbin got shut down early and he had a couple injuries as well in there, too. Where Brandon's been pretty healthy, but knock on wood. uh, so Bur- Corbin Burns, yeah, knock on wood, obviously. Um, Corbin Burns would be a free agent after the 2025 season, okay? So he's arbitration eligible for the next few years here. Um, so it looks like for him, then as for Brandon Woodruff, I think he's at the end of 2024, I think with service time. Cause I think he, even in that 2019 season where they both kind of came up, Brandon Woodruff was pitched more. Okay. I think he had more time as well. So he'd be under control this season, under control next season and a free agent in 2025. For Burns, so the next two seasons, as kind of mentioned, and then as for Woodruff, he would be great podcasting, right, Mel? Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> um, trying to find spot track here, but because he signed a deal, all the headlines are his deal. Oh. So it looks like Woodruff, once this loads, great, great podcasting. I love this. Um, once he loads, so he would have this season, next season as well. So actually they do have the two full seasons yet. So they're both on the same page. Because um, cause we, I think we talked about they're not going to be able to keep both of them. Um, I think that's a very common belief. I don't, you know. I think Adonazio would have the money to do it. I just don't know if he wants to do it. So I'm going to, I think we've, I mean, we've talked about this before, but now we're kind of looking at contract situations and both are estimated to be about 10 to $11 million. Do you want to ask Sean, if you were, you know, in the GM chair, which would you rather have for the long term? I thought that's a tough one. I think the obvious choice is Corbin Burns, but I think I'd go Woodruff, in my own opinion, because I think you're going to get more for Corbin Burns in a trade than you would Woodruff. And they're right around the same age, aren't they? I believe so, yeah. Or some within a year or two. Right. So I think, I think Woodruff, like you said before, has been more so been healthy and not had any issues and Corbin Burns has a lot of a lot of miles on that arm already, I think. But yeah, then, definitely. I, I think some strikeouts every every year and it's a lot of pitches. So they are both twenty nine. Uh Woodruff does turn thirty next month. Um yeah, you know, if I'm looking at this from a GM's perspective, I would probably be leaning towards Obviously, you know, you want both, right? You, you, right? That's the ultimate goal. But I think Woodruff has a much 
more consistent floor, a higher floor, but a lower ceiling. Whereas I think Burns, we don't know what that drop off is going to be, if there is going to be one. Yeah, I agree with you there. So I guess in that sense, and considering the health, I'd maybe lean Woodruff. I think Woodruff's a little bit more attainable, too. So... You know, there's I guess there's a couple different lenses to it too, but you know, if I if I dream situation, I would love Corbin Burns. That'd be my ultimate, you know, get. But um, so you want to see a trade between one of those guys getting dealt ahead of the season. What else? Anything else to improve the team? Excuse me, I didn't get to sit in the manager seat. All right, yeah. Sean, what you got I would take Woody. And the reason I take Woody. Not to just follow Sean, but also, I think you get more for Burns in a trade. That is all. Thank you. I'm going to go back to chewing my gum now. Well, Sean, I'm going to ask you. Turn your mic back on. I'm going to ask you, what do you want to see before the start of the season? I want to see a hot bat. Pick up a hot bat. Now, I'm not talking hot man. I'm talking a hot bat. We need... Hitters, we need score makers, we need people who get base hits and can drive other dudes home. I want to see a pickup to get bats. Thank you very much. Have a great day. We need a guy who can throw touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah! I'm trying to see who's left for free agents um, on the open market yet and see if there's any names... That would be worth kicking around. I can't think really of any off the top of my head. Yeah, it really is been such a. I mean, there obviously there's a lot out there, but I'm just. Uh, Correa still hasn't signed his deal, so maybe the Brewers can bring him in. No, he wouldn't play anyone. Totally kidding. He couldn't pass physical. That's true. Uh, the Cubs did add just while I'm searching here. The Cubs did add Trey Mancini. Yeah, I see. I did see that one. I'm amazed for how how active the Cubs have been on like one year one year deals and short deals yet. Yeah, um, I couldn't even tell who we could even trade for that would make a because they're. Are we figuring that um, that outfielder is going to make the make the opening day roster? What's his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Gavin Mitchell. Yeah, Gavin Mitchell. I believe so. Um, so I did find a list of some of the best free agents at each position. So you do still have out there, kind of going nothing. So. Least probably need is catcher. I think we're pretty set with where we're at there. Gary Sanchez is still out there. Um, Yuli Gariel at first base. Josh Harrison at second, which wouldn't be a terrible deal. Uh, Jose Iglesias at short. Uh, Brian Anderson, the baseball player, at third. Uh, your outfield, Yurikson Profar. Uh, Odrubal Herrera and Adam Duvall are still out there. Um, Andrew Chafin, the old the old Cub that looks like the 
the singer from Blink-22 when he has the, the mustache. He's right. still at the bullpen as a potential arm. So that's kind of where they're at. I'm trying to think, you know, any trade candidates. I really can't think of anybody at the top of my head <laughs> that you'd want to bring in and add. But I don't know. I I just I think they got to do something that uh, I don't want to say reinvigorate, but that's almost the word I kind of want to go with. Right. No, and that's I mean that's legitimate too because it's it's really kind of been an odd off season where you know you look at some of the additions that they did they did get in they did bring in Jesse Winker who very well could be I mean a lot of projection projections are showing him to be an all star potentially as a DH or as an outfielder I don't know about that but I don't either I I I'm very confused what do we know about projections. True. They always are not correct. They always aren't correct, or they're not always correct. Really? Second choice for 200, please. All right. Uh, JD Martinez still out there. I'm kidding. Um, now I'm going to ask you, Sean, just real quick. Uh, Taylor Rogers is still out there. We no, saw he was I've, not great at the no. end of last season. Not a, not even a little bit. Uh, what about Sean Manea? That's a starter. Just throwing names up there. I mean, he could be a bullpen guy if you need him to. Nah, I don't know about that one. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right. Well, that that's enough brewer talk for the episode here. I'm sure our listeners are probably bored already. Um, super wild card weekend <laughs> really was super wild for once. And we kind of hit on a lot of the big things in the uh, trivia segment and also kind of talking about Shauna's picks being red hot. But uh, just kind of quick game-by-game game breakdown. First, we saw the Saturday afternoon action to the Seahawks and 49ers. That game ended up not being that close in the final score. But you got to remember, Seattle did lead that at halftime. Yeah. And that was a game... <coughs> excuse me. That was a game that... You know, you, you think about third time playing a team in the division. That very well could have shifted had the 49ers not turned it on in the third quarter. Right. And luckily they found an extra gear. Um, or for them, I guess, anyway. Not if you're a Seahawks fan. But they did find an extra gear. Did go ahead and get the big win. 18-point win for them. Um, second game is the one that really everyone was talking about going into the weekend. That being the Chargers, Jags. And as mentioned earlier, the four touch or four interception, four touchdown game, five turnovers for the Jaguars, but still getting the win with the last second field goal. And Sean, did you catch any of that game? No, I did not. I seen highlights of it, but I did not watch watch any of it. It it really was. I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has said his time in the NFL that he he's win by any means necessary, right? And right. I mean. That truly, I think that's probably about the extent of pushing it is five turnovers. Granted, you know, they did have the punt fumble. Right. So, but still four interceptions. What a, that was a mess. Yeah, he looked like Brett, Brett Favre out there. Is but, that re- what everybody compared it to. Also threw four touchdowns and got a win. So, very exciting there. Can we talk about the scandal? Is the NFL scripted? 
Trevor Lawrence said it out loud. Is it true? It what do you fake, think? It was a fake tweet, wasn't it? No, he actually said it. It was on like multiple places. It wasn't a tweet. He said it in an, a post game interview. He said, couldn't have wrote a better script. What are you thinking? Because they're saying that the sports booking and the NFL are teaming up. Would it really surprise you? No, it's sports entertainment. It's probably rigged. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go on a record and say I don't think it is. But at the end of the day, I would doubt it. I I just don't know how you would do it. You know what I mean? Like that's such a phys- I mean, I know WWE is is scripted. Yeah. And it's a very physical nature, but you're kind of choreographing things. Like you're not choreograph I don't think you're choreographing like an entire NFL game, right? No, you, you got the best. That's the only thing I can think of is refs slash almost point shaving and kind of calling the shots. But so let me ask you this. If, if that was the case, would it just be the officials kind of calling the shots or would it be everybody in on it? Like teams. Yeah, I would think it would be more of the officials. So just the NFL, the NFL headquarters and the officials are kind of calling it. The teams are practicing every week, anticipating to win. And then the officials kind of get the call from upstairs in their head, in their headset. I I don't know if I'd go that way, but you gotta you gotta figure the game's twenty four. What what was it? What was it? Twenty four nothing. Twenty seven nothing before the first touchdown. Twenty seven. It ended up being twenty seven seven. So I mean, you get that. You're you think about how much revenue the NFL is losing at that time because everybody's shutting the game off. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. Then they, then everybody sees Twitter going crazy that they're making a comeback. They're making a comeback, and everybody turns it back on, and even more people show up. So, I don't know. That's the way I look at it. So you're thinking like the NFL is kind of controlling it. They're not necessarily, you know, going in with a predetermined winner, a la WWE, right. but they're kind of coming in what to make the best product, and whoever wins with that. So it's kind of. It's again. It's kind of more like a point shaving than a. It's all about the money. Than a true rig. Yeah, it's all about the money. See, I probably I could probably get on board with that. So, can we also talk about Trevor Lawrence going to Waffle House after he won? That was the greatest way to celebrate a game. I I am convinced. I cannot think of any. I mean, I can think of a lot of better ways to celebrate, but <laughs> that is the most like Trevor Lawrence. Southern Jacksonville, Florida man, way to celebrate an NFL win. And he's still undefeated on Saturdays. That's nuts to think about. Yeah. I mean, because I, I remember saying when I was watching that game Saturday that Trevor Lawrence, up until his first NFL start, had never lost a regular season game in his life. Right. He'd lost a couple bowl games, but had never lost a regular season game in his life. But. To continue being undefeated in in the playoffs on Saturday is just a total anomaly. All the way back to high school. See, and that's another like I'm I'm curious on how many Saturday games he played in high school. Even, I mean, even still, because I mean, I I can I think I played in two. Uh-huh. In and those were because the teams that we played against didn't have lights, and we had to play them on the road. Right. To play Saturday afternoon. You play? Did you play any Saturday game, Sean? Um, I don't. I don't 
I don't think we did. Not that I can think of. Maybe they do a different day on there in the South. Could be, too. I can't Maybe imagine that. they would because of how big college football is, though. Right. So, but even, even still, just him not to lose a Saturday game at Clemson. Yeah, because you think about, I mean, he, the games that he did lose, they were either the national championship or national sem, you know, semifinal game. Because he was three years at Clemson or just two? Uh, three years. Yeah, and he started as a freshman too, didn't he? Correct. Or was, that, was that Deshaun Watson's final year? Uh, he did start as a freshman, 2018. So you, you figure he's what? He was what, 36 and 0? Wow. See, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just got stuck on a bad team. Oh, 100%. That's exactly what it is. Got stuck with a bad coach, not a bad team. Sure, a bad coach that wasn't ready to coach a noob. Great. Urban Meyer was horrible. Urban Meyer was a horrible NFL coach. I, I still think he's a great college coach. And no. I'm not saying I want him to come back to college football. I'm just saying he was a better coach of college-age players than he would be NFL-wise. Yeah, I agree with I, – I guess. I don't know. But I still don't think he was the greatest coach. He had a lot of really good players. That's true. I mean, you have a – you have Tim Tebow. You have whoever. I can't even think. I mean, he had JT Barrett. He had Dwayne Haskins for a little bit. Ardell Jones. You forgot about him. Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to lose Aaron Hernandez. You're not going to lose a whole lot of games with that whole. Were you going to lose him to Aaron Hernandez? No, I'm just saying. He's another player that he had. Aaron Hernandez? He played for Florida. Isn't even. <laughs> okay. He played for Florida under Urban Meyer with Tim Tebow. Are we talking about the Aaron Hernandez? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they were. Him and Tim Tebow were best friends. Oh, interesting. I don't know if they were best friends. They were teammates, and they were they were very good friends. Timmy found Jesus, and Aaron did not. Timmy had Jesus in the back pocket the whole time, and no, that is definitely. I mean, the duality of people, right? Though you have Aaron Hernandez, one of you think one of the not greatest human beings. You have Tim Tebow, arguably one of the greater human beings, not a great NFL player. True. Aaron Hernandez was a great NFL player who was not a great person. And you figure Cam Newton was on that team also. Oh, that's right. That's when he got he got kicked out. Of, was was he? No, that was Jameis that got kicked out, or that was suspended for stealing crab legs. Yeah, that was Jameis. But Cam Newton did something with a laptop. He chucked somebody's laptop off the second floor building, or second story, or something like that. That's right. It was something along those lines. The Pouncy brothers that played there too at the same time. Yeah. They were stacked. That's that's what it comes down to. They were stacked. Yeah, that team was insane. It would have been hard for them to lose ever. Right. He stole felony charges of burglary, larceny, and obstruction of justice. He stole a laptop from a student. And they tracked it to him. He tossed it out with dorm window. Yeah, that's what it is. That's funny. That's, I mean, it's not, but that's funny. And he ended up going to Auburn, had the whole scandal of how he got recruited there. Led them to a national championship. 
Who'd have thought? You know, two two guys that were mentioning in a podcast, Geronimo Allison and Cam Newton. Right. Put them in the same half hour area. Anyway, so that was Saturday night games. Then Sunday we had the Bills Dolphins game that literally took forever. Yeah. So basically a four hour game. Usually it's about three and change. But a four hour affair there. Uh, the Bills did get the win. Did not cover the large nine and a half point spread. Sorry, Shauna. It is okay. I still went six and zero. Um, and then Giants Vikings. You know, I'm gonna say this, and I I hate the fact that I'm saying this. Kirk Cousins didn't play that bad. I I could defend him other than the last throw. But you got you got to think about it this way too. If you're you're dropping back ten fifteen yard or ten yards, that looks like it's past the sticks i mean you're you're not looking for the sticks on on the field per se but well that everything maybe hawkinson can bust tackle and i mean it was pretty green green turf all the way around other than the guy who was directly on him right or hawkinson should have ran his route to the sticks and that might have helped too right that's i mean that's on both teams there too or both parties but yeah yeah i mean the guy had a great game i mean it was I can't remember the exact completion percentage. Two touchdowns, did throw a pick, ran a touchdown himself as well. He completed nine yards. What did you say, Sean? He completed 80% of his passes. Yeah, you shouldn't lose many games doing that. But this was the one he did. Right. So I'm not going to make jokes about primetime Kirk or big spot like Kirk not stepping up because he played well. The Giants are better. Right. Danny Dimes um, had a hell of a game. And for what it's worth, the Vikings almost got bailed out by one of the worst roughing the passer calls I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? The the def- defender for the Giants, he didn't hit high. He hit Kirk Cousins, who was within a step, and he twisted. But he was letting go on the twist. Like, he didn't come down with the body weight or anything like that, and they called roughing the pass. It was bad. But... Kind of, you know, one of those. It didn't end up mattering, but that, yeah, it was ugly. Um, that took us to prime time with a kind of a another slog of a game, uh, that being the Bengals Ravens, and that one was kind of tough to watch. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Bengals go into halftime trailing. I think all the te- or almost all the teams that end up winning games were trailing at half. I think Dallas and maybe. Buffalo were the only ones that didn't. Oh, I think Buffalo was trailing at halftime. Yeah, it might have been. So, teams, you know, halftime was not friendly. The first half was not friendly to teams that ended up winning. Well, <laughs> but um, the 98-yard touchdown return, as we kind of mentioned earlier, was enough for the win for the Bengals. And then we went to Monday night and just the sound ass kicking from start to finish with the Cowboys and Buccaneers. So that game ended up uh, kind of a couple of thoughts coming out of that one. Personally, did we see the last Tom Brady? I don't think so. I think he's going to play somewhere. I don't think he's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer anymore. I don't think so. If I had to guess, I think he's going somewhere else. I think he's a free agent. Um, I had to laugh at all the tweets of imagine, you know, getting divorced. For this, you know, he's sitting on the sideline, just sitting there, contemplating his life decisions. For that, 
Here's a thought. Tommy to Green Bay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no? No. So, Sean, I'm going to pose this question. I know we kind of talked about it last week. And, Sean, you can answer, too. Um, oh, thanks. Well, you turn your mic off all the time now today. You kind of seem spaced out. So, if you want to, if you want to participate, you're more than welcome to. But <laughs> I was chewing gum. I do appreciate that you had that off of that. That was driving me insane. Okay, but, whatever. Um, after this weekend's games, first of all, do you think the Packers had any sort of shot if they would have made it into the game or into the dance? And also, after this weekend's games, where do you feel about the Packers kind of long-term as a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender? I think the only the only way that they get a win is if they become the sixth seed. Was And that was what if the Giants lost both games, right? And they were the seven, oh. I think. Because I don't think they were beating the Niners. And you would have matched up with the three against Minnesota. That what I think they could have went there and beat Minnesota. And then they would have had to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, and that would have been they'd have been done in Philly. All right, I respect that, Shauna. Yeah, I mean I I don't know. I mean I think the teams this weekend it wasn't like super blowout games, you know, they were all pretty close, but yeah, I don't think the Packers could have got it done. I really don't. You know, I'm I'm very curious. You know, had they played San Fran, I do think I, I'm gonna go on record. I think the 49ers would have won, but I do think it would have been a closer game than 18. And that's that's on the presumption that what we saw during that four week winning spell and, and also the Dallas game was the true identity of the Packers, not. You know, the, the team that they, we thought they were on paper versus what actually happened on the field. Because what we saw against Detroit was more of the f- team that was 4-8. and eight Right. At one point, not, you know, the team that played those final four weeks. You think they really could have beat Big Cock Brock? <laughs> I, uh, I don't think so. I think San Francisco was just too fast in every element. Right. But I think yeah. they would have given him a game. That defense is way too good. Yeah. Now, with that in mind, so to kind of go to the second part of the question, going into next year, and we still don't know what the quarterback position is going to look like. Ugh. But so kind of taking that out of effect, with the roster that we kind of anticipate coming back, right? You think Christian Watson, you think Romeo Dobbs, you think, um, you know, you know A.J. Dillon for sure. We don't know about the status of Aaron Jones or not. But with the young pieces that are kind of guaranteed to be coming back and more or less locks, what do you think about the potential playoff future of the Green Bay Packers going into 2023-2024? Want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, so I was listening to um, the fan today for a little bit on my way, on my drive up to uh, somebody's house. And... Marcus Marcus went there or said something about Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on Pat McAfee. And mm-hmm. I don't seen this yet. I, I have seen a lot. I've heard a lot of the, the clips. I've seen. And he was putting 
more stuff on the table today than anybody had really thought is kind of the way Marcus put it. And I think he's, I really believe that he's probably going to get traded. Oh. See, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I heard, like I said, I heard the clips. I did not watch the whole interview live. Um, so that leads me to believe that, you know, he had some conversations with the Packers. He keeps saying, and I think this is something, you know, worth talking about. He keeps saying, you know, talking about, you know, what the team wants, if they want to go in a younger direction or if they, you know, if they think Jordan's ready and he wants to continue playing that, you know, he'd step aside and let them go that way, you know, kind of almost kind of like the situation with Favre and him, but I mean, Favre kind of made the call and they, you know, let Rogers take over. But, you know, you kind of see that playing out in that sense that, you know, what, what is the front office saying to him? What's their intentions? Because we know, you know, after he signs an extension last season, we know that he anticipated retiring in Green Bay. So, you know, what changed in a year? What's changed? Is it, you know, is it that, you know, he wasn't with all of his buddies. He missed Devante. Is it that he wants to prove it somewhere else? Is it that he, you know, maybe again, I think it maybe even comes down to, you know, does he see his future playing here? Does he want to continue playing? And if so, you know, he doesn't want to drag it out. But if that's the case, kind of like Brett Favre did where he came back, it's not going to be part of this team. Um, the front office has been saying all the quote unquote right things out public of, you know, that they want the guy back. And that's why the whole angle of it confuses me as to why he keeps kind of going back to that narrative, you know, see what the team wants. What does the team want to do when the floor Gutekunst and uh, Mark Murphy have all been, yeah, we want him back. Um, that leads me to think that they're maybe saying something different and behind closed doors and kind of seeing things and, you know, depending on how they really truly feel about Jordan love and, and whatnot too. I, I, but I also think that if they would have loved Jordan love, he would have started over Aaron Rodgers in those games where they were, you know, with the thumb in the whole situation, I think they would have kind of been more pressed to make that happen. So, so here's a question for you. If Rogers does come back, do you think, you think it's a repeat of this year or do you think, cause he mentioned today that he, he thinks he's got another MVP in him, which didn't make any sense because once you think he'd want to go for a super bowl instead of just an MVP, it sounds more so, I, like, I think he did mention that too. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch it. But to kind of to answer your question, if he comes back and he's a member of the Green Bay Packers, I don't think it's. I mean, we kind of you got to kind of read between the lines, right? I mean, you look at the aspect of if he's going to come back and and play for this team. There's guys that he wants around him. And I think this is kind of where it's the interesting conversation because there's guys that he's going to want around like Big Dog, like Aaron Jones, like David Bakhtiari that have all been kind of talked about as retiring cap cuts, you know, whatever. So would the front office, you know, do they kind of work with him to make that happen? Does he still want to continue playing? Um, Is that a realistic possibility? You know, he said today that he doesn't want to do a rebuild. He wants to do, but reloads are fun. So, and I know Marcus had talked about this today too, 
you know, if you're bringing back so many of these same pieces, is it really a, a reload or is it just running it back? There is a difference. Right. You're exactly right on that. So to answer your question, Sean, what I think, I think, you know, I think you have to move on from Lazard. I just think that he's pretty content being done here. Um, I think you can keep Big Dog around for another year if that's what it takes. I think he is. A, huh? He's 40, isn't he? He's up there. But I think if that's what it takes to keep your quarterback that you have such financial responsibilities to, I think that's a big – I mean, you can't take that out of effect, the effect either. That you have such obligations to pay him, whether that be dead cap or cap hit, you know, and the contract itself. If you can get a guy back for relatively cheap to keep, you know, your cap, your dead cap down, I think that's an easy addition. You know, Randall Cobb, if he wants to play, give him a one year deal. Right. But why are we bringing back shitty players just to appease stupid freaking Aaron Rodgers? I don't think any of those he two sucks. guys are shitty. He sucks. And now he's going to, this is, this is what's going to happen. The stupid off season is going to be all about Aaron Rodgers. Is he, or isn't he, is he, or isn't he? And we're not going to do anything else. That's all the press is going to be around the Packers. And it's going to be so stupid. And we're going to get effed again, because we're going to do what Aaron Rodgers did. And we're not going to have a winning season. And it's going to be stupid again because he can't freaking do anything anyway. Ugh, just go and leave us alone. Sounds like a bad. What do you think, Sean? I think Shauna sounds like she just broke up with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I have been done with Aaron Rodgers all season. It's so stupid. And then, like today, he said on Pat McAfee, I don't have the mental capacity to make the decision, blah, blah, blah. Just leave. Leave. Done. <laughs> That's too funny. That is pretty. That's a great quote. What? That's a great quote of the episode. What? <laughs> Shauna's breakup with Aaron Rodgers. It's just, I mean, it's so stupid. Why are we spending all of this money keeping guys that he wants around that he was? Let's do a freaking rebuild. Let's start our rebuild. We know we're going to have to rebuild, right? Right? We know that. So let's, let's start it without this idiot. What does Sean say? No, I agree. I think you just got to do a rebuild. So I guess I just want to ask, I mean, for both of you, and, you know, you the just with the cap restrictions, do you just kind of eat that dead cap and, and call it or? Yes, eat it. Because, too, Sean said it himself, or Sean said it, what he said today. He's He's got another MVP in him. He's out for himself. He's not out for a team. He's out for whatever. This stupid, selfish piece of garbage needs to leave Green Bay. Bye. I totally agree with her. Thank you. You really think he's selfish? Yeah. Yeah. Who says I I got another MVP in me? No, if you're actually a team player, then you got another Super Bowl in you, you dumb idiot. <laughs> oh, Shauna. Well, it's true, right? Like if if you're actually playing for a team that you care about, you say you would you would have said, I've got another Super Bowl in me. 
But no, he chose to say he has another MVP in him, which goes to show he's out for himself. And again, the narrative the whole offseason is going to be, is Aaron Rodgers coming back or is he not? And it's going to be so stupid and we're going to get effed again. And it's it's just dumb. Just leave. Leave us alone. Retire or go play somewhere else like Brett Favre did if you're not done. And have a great life and we don't want you anymore. And Aaron Rodgers, I hope you hear this. I doubt he will. I'd be awesome if he did. I got your back, though, buddy. If you're listening to this point, I got your back. Because I think this quote is getting really taken out of context. Oh, geez. Here comes Every here comes time. Aaron Rodgers' biggest offender. Oh, geez. Here we go again. No, I, I, to be honest, though, I think it's as simple as, you know, with, within the scale of the question— it was as you know, you're talking about how everybody tried to write him off for the 2018 season. As they should. He came back. Has had two MVP seasons since then. So, yeah, it'd be great. You know, obviously the focus, I do agree, should be Super Bowl. Not necessarily MVP. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. However, I think within the context of the question, it ends up being a great soundbite and we all get to get angry about it, but... I, I'm not reading into that one too much. He's he's turning into Brett Favre. He's turning into Brett when he when he wanted to leave. Yep. Exactly what it is. And we learned our lesson the last time. Just move on. So let's just move on and see what Jordan Love has. But what if I mean again? And this isn't a knock on Jordan Love, so I'm just kind of curious on what you both think. What if Jordan Love doesn't have it? I mean, like I said, if if Jordan Love had it and he was the heir apparent, don't you think Matt Lafleur and the coaching staff would have made a bigger push to have him play instead of Aaron Rodgers during that time when he had the broken thumb ailing him so ferociously? No, because Rodgers wanted to play, and it's whatever Mister Rodgers wants. Right, I agree. But you know what? I'm just saying though. Like, wouldn't wouldn't that have been the case? You defended, Love. you defended this. <laughs> right. No, I understand. I'm just saying, for conversation's sake, if the team believed in him that much, do you think that would have been the case? We did see what, what he did for the team against Philadelphia. We saw it for a half a quarter. Eric, no one is saying Jordan loves the answer. No one is saying any of that. Everyone is saying we need to be done with Aaron Rodgers and we need to move on so that we can build ourselves a nice little team again. That's all we're saying. Right. But I'm saying I, I, the narrative is, well, let's see what Jordan love has. What does Jordan love have? I think they know what Jordan love has. Yeah. He's a piece of hot garbage too. So let him play for a freaking season. We're going to lose and let's move on and get somebody else. Then we get a top five pick and we take a quarterback. Exactly. All right. That's all I wanted to hear. But tank for but, tank oh, for uh, Caleb Williams. Sure. What about the, the the Manning kid? He's a freshman in college. He has to play three years. Well, we'll be waiting for you, bud. What about what about let's go? It's always the what ifs. Because what if you understand Roger Rogers gone or Rogers plays. You take that fifth-year option on Jordan Love. He sits for the fifth year, and then he's a 
free agent and he goes somewhere else and blows the blows the walls off everything. Well, it would be Jordan Love's fourth year this year, year coming up, so he still has essentially two more years. Yeah, but if if you exercise the option now, if you don't exercise the option, I think there is a legitimate angle. And again, not saying this is what's going to happen, but if you know you he's been in the building for three years. We've seen him start a couple games. We've seen him play significant minutes in a couple of games. And I, I do think Jordan Love is a talented quarterback. I don't know if he's, you know, going to join my legacy of excellence picture of being a multiple-time MVP Super Bowl champion quarterback. But I think he's, I think he's talented. So in that regard, you know, it's going to be very telling if the Packers extend that fifth-year option, which usually seems like a given. But if they are going to bring Rodgers back, they don't believe in Jordan Love. Do you extend that fifth year option and then just let uh, Love walk after that fifth year or that fourth year? Uh, that and just totally restart because then your two quarterbacks are off the books. I don't think you just let Love walk. I think you got to sign him probably to, either. Okay, either you let him walk or you sign one like a Geno Smith or something like that to your one year prove a deal. And just see what happens. But I think you're going. If we got, we're in a five five year rebuild. Just say a five year rebuild where we're, you know, eight nine like we were this year. Is it really going to be worth it? But if you're, you know, you, you get four wins and you got a top top ten top seven pick it'll be worth it at that time. Sure. So that's what I think, at least. Yeah. Like I said, it's definitely, you know, Green Bay doesn't have the ball in their court by any means. Um, I mean, right now you're just kind of waiting on the decision. Does Rogers want to continue playing or the very other side of it? Is he going to retire? I very much, you know, that was another question that got posed to me, you know, on, on radio yesterday is, you know, he signs a three-year deal, plans on retiring a Packer. What changed in a year? You know, I'm not saying this is all on not having Nathaniel Hackett in the house or not having Luke Getze or even Devontae Adams, but he got banged up quite a bit this year. You know, you kind of take what the bot, you know, what you got with the body and, you know, is that, you know, it? Is that a career where, you know, you don't want to go out on a whimper, but Father Tom's undefeated and most people do. You know, only it only happens where like Peyton Manning got to go on off in the sunset or John Elway got to go off into the sunset. You know, that that doesn't happen to most people. Didn't happen to Joe Montana. He had to go play in Kansas City. Didn't happen to Steve Young. It didn't happen to Dan Marino. Didn't happen to well, Brett Farr for that matter. He faded into a Vikings team that fired Brad Childers uh, you know, halfway through the season after playing Green Bay. And he finally missed the start. He missed two of those last three starts and then called it a career. So the whole, you know, going off to the sunset, you know, very well could be Tom Brady doesn't go off in the sunset. As crazy as many opportunities as he had to do so, he probably won't. So is it just one of those things where, you know, you, you got banged up, you hurt your hip, you hurt or your leg, your thumb, your your ribs? Is it kind of like, hey, I got the shit kicked out of me this season. Do I really want to continue doing this? Yeah, you're totally right. I I think it's just 
And I think the big thing that might happen is if Brady says he's going to return, I think Rodgers does retire. I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it, his decision matters. Yes, it does to Aaron Rodgers. It might not to anybody else, but it does to him. Didn't you say last week that you thought that they would go out together? Did I? You did. You definitely did. You thought the Hall of Fame class of Rodgers, Watt, and Brady. You're right. I did say that. And they should. They should go. Goodbye. We're done. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Good night. Yep. Like, I feel like both of them, like, I feel like Brady is grasping at straws because he wants to win one more. And it's like, he wants to prove something. And I feel like Rogers is trying to do the same thing. He's just not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a struggle watching Brady last night. Yeah. I felt bad for the guy. I really did. He was missing throws that he's never missed. You know, he was throwing short. He, I mean, that's the thing, I guess, but I, that it kind of this year you saw Rodgers missing a lot of balls that he usually would make. And not to make, I'm not making excuses, but the thumb, you know, you ha- don't have your throwing thumb. That's going to contribute to that a lot. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know, is it is the touch off? You know, he didn't play exactly. He wasn't exactly a world beater those first four weeks. Right. Or the thumb injury. Oh. So. But he also still had a lot of zip. He also still, you know, he wasn't throwing ducks out there like Peyton Manning was. But he also was missing a lot of throws short, just kind of like Brady was, too. I think Tom Brady's uh, off-season slash season scandal may have caught up to him last night. And maybe it was a little bit surreal for him as far as, okay, if I don't win this game, I lost all of that for absolutely nothing. And I think he he looked tired. He looked like nervous. He looked probably the worst Tom Brady's ever looked. And I think to me, if that was me, I feel like it would be again, my off season slash season scandal, personal life. That was all culminating to one game. And again, it all came down to one game. Like if we don't win this, it was all for naught. And I think that that's maybe what was happening to Tom last night. He was in his head. Yeah, totally agree with you. So, anyway, so, uh, you know, I'm going to keep doing this week in, week out. You know, we said last week, I think, Sean, you said retire. Sean said she didn't care. She just wants him gone. I think I said, I want him to, I think he's going to return. So, not what you want, but what you think is going to happen. Week two, Rogers watch. Shauna? Get out. Retire or trade? I don't care. Bye. I'm done with this question. I'm not answering this question anymore. Sean? Traded. I'm going to go retire. I, that's, I, oh! I've changed, I've changed my what my thinking is. I guess I think I think it leans back towards retire. Huh. After you defended him for the past 20 minutes. Yep. Well, I'm going to defend the man's legacy, but I, I and I do think he would be good enough next year, but what do I think is going to happen? I think he's going to retire. We don't need good enough. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree. Like I said, it's just one of those, you know, if I'm asked what I think is going to happen versus what I want to happen, do I want to see him come back for one more year. Obviously, the whole cap situation, 
um, is what it is. The roster, you know, the, the money situation. But from what I've seen, and you know, you think the interviews and and just the way he came off that field, I've, I'm kind of back on team retire because at the end of the day, I don't think he wants to play for a different team. I don't think he wants to have that legacy. I think he wants to be a single player, you know, single team player. Single player team. Single team, like he played for one team. Oh right. I, I don't think he wants to have that last year with somebody else, a la Joe Montana, or you know whatever. Because if he doesn't win an MVP, you know, he's gonna end up in like Tennessee or Indianapolis, and have a even more of a you know fade out versus burnout type thing. Right. I mean, I I really can't think of a situation because you're not, you know, that's the thing for to get traded. That'll, I mean, yes, he'd probably get his his pick. But you're gonna go to Vegas, I guess, maybe. But I don't think the Packers. I don't see that happening. Just for whatever reason. I mean, were you gonna trade Carr for Rodgers and a second round pick or something? I I don't see that happening. Oh, I don't go cars in the out. Hmm? We go trade trade him to San Francisco and get Trey Lance. Don't think that's gonna happen either. No? Brock Purdy? Well, I just think if, if anybody's gonna be a new quarterback there, it might be Tom Brady. I don't think he's retiring. No, I think he's going to Vegas. Tom Brady is. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah, go back with Josh McDaniel. That may, that would make sense. Um so, you know, you kind of look, he's not, obviously he's not going to go to Cincinnati. He's not going to go to Kansas City. He's not going to um, Jacksonville. He's not going, you know, you look at all these teams that are still left that think there may be a quarterback away. The AFC is so loaded. Maybe Baltimore, maybe, depending on what Lamar Jackson does. I thought he was going to go to the Saints. The Packers have to trade him there. What did the no, Saints no, have No, 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 no. Tom Brady. Oh. Oh, we're not talking about Tom Brady anymore. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. So. Here's here's one for you. What about what about going to Dallas for Aaron Rodgers? Right back with Mike. You think the Packers would trade him there? Yeah. What does Dallas have to offer you? Dak Prescott in an overpaid contract. Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb. I don't know what their contracts. I'd have to look at their contracts, but that was just another I, one. I, heard. I can't imagine they trade him in division. And all the I, the only teams I can think of that would even make remote sense would be Tennessee or Indianapolis. He's not going to Houston because no. he doesn't want to be in a complete rebuild. You know, you go to teams that are maybe you know truly. I mean, these teams they have a, probably the worst division. So you're looking at you know your the Jags are looking better, but the Colts aren't too too far away and the Titans aren't too too far away. But I don't see any of those situations being better than Green Bay either. You know, may, I mean, they both have good running backs with Taylor and, and Henry, but who are you throwing the ball to? I don't know. Right. Anyway, so a couple things just to wrap up here real quick. Bar of the week. I'm going to go with Anduzi's on Holmgren Way. Uh, surprised we haven't done this one yet, but Anduzi's on Holmgren Way. Game day spot to go to, even with Packers out. Um, tons of space for events, great food. Great venue. I love the patio in the summer. That rooftop patio is always awesome with the fireplace, and you can usually get a band up there. Um, 4.3 star rating on Google, I believe. 4.1, my bad. 
Um, like I just, I always have a good time there. Yeah, it's so, always very, you know, kind of one of the reviews. Super cool bar, close to the stadium, great crowd, awesome bar choices, rooftop bar is cool, good service, easy pre and post party hangout. Definitely, definitely one of the spots down there. Um, foods all like you know, just a lot of talk about the food, the drink specials. They you know they usually have a nightly drink special. They usually have a nightly food special. Uh, they've got the Sunday or Saturday and Sunday brunch if you're into that. Mimosas. The ultimate mimosas. They have like that loaded mimosa with like chicken and waffles, piece of Kringle on there. No, I, I'm I'm a Bloody Mary guy. I don't like mimosas. I I'm I'm personally that may might be my most un Wisconsin take. I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. It's okay to be wrong. I like I said, it's very un Wisconsin to me. I just I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. Sean, any thoughts on Anduzi's home their way? I also like the Lord of Bloody Mary. All right. Just to wrap up here with what we are rooting for. Oh, we have to do picks yet, too. But what we are rooting for in the upcoming week. Um, and then we'll do our picks real quick. So, Sean, your big root for for the upcoming week. Um, I have no idea. I, I'm 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 ready to see these number one seeds go. I'm excited for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are. I think I picked the Bills. I don't remember. Picked the Bills made the Super Bowl, but I think the Chiefs are going to be. They're going to be a tough team to get to knock out of here. And I think same with Philly. So basically, just NFL playoffs for you, Sean. Yeah, that's basically what I got. All right. I'm. I think I'm going to go the same route. Um. That's going to be my official report. I'm also just going to continue taking that. The Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball program. I'm just going to continue to ride with them. Um, again, 11 straight wins. They're going to go into this weekend playing Friday and Sunday. See if they can continue that 12 and 13 respectively. They've got Youngstown State, which is another team towards the top of the Horizon League Conference. Um, Green Bay, by virtue of winning on Cleveland State this past weekend. Uh, did sneak into that top spot in the Horizon League for the regular season standings. Also does put them as the projected team into the NCAA tournament um, with Bracketology coming out yesterday. I believe that they have a projected 14-3 matchup against Oklahoma currently, according to Bracketology. So obviously, you know, some some work to be done on that that resume yet. Maybe sneak into a 12 or an 11 spot. Um, so Youngstown State on... S- Friday night, and then Saturday night they would have the Robert Morris Patriots a team coming in at eight and nine. A little bit of a trap game there, uh, as they would play as Green Bay does rematch against Milwaukee the following Thursday. So, kind of curious on how the weekend plays out. Shauna, you got a root for? Uh, our dinner party this weekend. Oh yeah, my dad gets to see our apartment for the first time, and we've lived here for seven months or yeah. six months. Having a little nice family dinner party day on Saturday, so that should be fun. All right, real quick because I forgot to do these. We got to do our picks. Mm-hmm. Only four games this weekend, so Shauna does have the overall standings lead. I think she's probably got that pretty well knocked down here, but some time for Shauna and I to battle for second place. Suck it, boys. Um, whenever you're ready, Shauna. We'll start with the first game of Jaguars Chiefs. And the Jags, or excuse me, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite in the rematch of 
former Packers assistants, former Packers players, coaches. We got Andy Reid versus Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. Shauna, who you got in this one? I want so badly to take the Jags just because I like Trevor Lawrence. I like the comeback kid, but I got to take the Chiefs. Sean? I'm I'm going to take I'm still going to I'm going to take the Chiefs to win it, but I think the Jags make it a close game and I think that eight and a half they don't the Chiefs aren't going to cover that eight and a half. So the pick is the Jags to cover the eight and a half. That how it works? I don't I don't know. Works. So I gotta write down Jags. Yeah, he's taking the Jags. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go the same route, and I probably shouldn't because this probably means that from how the results of the season have gone and last weekend, Sean is gonna get the Chiefs here. Um in that light, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I, I, wanna, I already wrote Jags. I didn't make an official pick. You said I'm going with the Jags. No balls. Fuck it. I'll stay with it. I'll stay with the Jags. <laughs> All right. Next game. Uh, Saturday night, we've got Giants at Eagles. Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite. I think the Giants Cinderella run comes to an end here. I can't see the Giants keeping up with that offense. Seven Give me the Eagles. Seven and a half for the Eagles. Sean, I'm I'm going I'm going with you. I'm going Eagles. Same. All right. And then probably the better of the two games this weekend. We've got the ultimate Shauna game. We've got Bengals Bills. In what might be the toughest playoff game to date. And the Bills are a five point favorite in this one at home. Shauna, what is your for the, you this for one? the first time all year? I am not going to write down Joey. Woo! I am sticking to Bills Mafia. We're winning the Super Bowl. All right, Sean. I'm gonna take the Bengals to cover that. You think you you think the Bengals are going to win over the Bills? Or they're just going to cover? I think they're going to cover. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to be a close game. Okay. You know, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I, I've just watched the Bay, or the Bills all season um, not be able to close teams out. I do think they're going to end up winning this game, but I do think the Bengals are going to cover. I think it's going to come down to a, a late field goal. Yeah. This is going to be less than five. I'm curious if that line closes a little bit between now and Sunday. I wish we didn't do this spread thing. This is dumb. That's uh, the only chance, Shauna. Yeah. You went 6-0 and on Moneyline last weekend. We had to give you one loss. Right. All right. And then we've got Cowboys, 49ers to end the weekend. And the 49ers are a four-point favorite in that one. Sean, you first. 49ers. Yeah, I'm on 49ers on that one, too. Uh, you know what? I feel like this one's going to be our upset, guys. I'm this going one. boys. Huh? All right. Any particular reason you're feeling that? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've been riding the 49ers train all year, and I don't know why I just hopped off it. Um, But I did. So I just 
I don't see Dallas playing as perfect as they did last night. Cause that was, I mean, they had played a perfect game last night and they did kick ass. I feel like Brock Purdy's got a, his reign's got to come to a screeching halt. It's going to come to a screeching halt at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I just – Brock Purdy I, – I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan has that team, and they're so loaded at every other position. I think – and nothing against my brother, but he does have a shoulder where he can't throw because of a, a basketball injury that he suffered and also a dodgeball injury that he suffered. I think Mark could go throw, throw for 200 yards and win a game and be undefeated. Do you think we should go to a four-game parlay with how well I've been doing? Be worth looking at. <laughs> should have did the six-game one this last weekend. Yeah, I should. No sh- we honestly should have. That could have been our wedding money, out. dog. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's episode 102. Okay, can I just ask this yeah. real quick? What do you got? What if I pick my picks and you do, like, the opposite? Can't we just, like... I mean, we could lose on one game, though. That's the only problem. Oh. Because if I if you go three for four and you get one wrong, then you lose. But I could go, you know, if we go complete opposite, I'd get one right and have three. Sure. Yeah, I hear you. So, Sean, you got to come with us to the casino and hedge our bets as well. No, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, for Justin and Ramsey not here, for Shauna... Sean, myself, Eric Fisher. Episode 102 is in the books. We're out. See ya. Bye. Bye.